can't speak Norwegian? We've got you covered on Snack Norsk. It's international students. Good afternoon, you're listening to Snacker Ikenosk on Radio Nova. My name is Mac and I am today in the studio with Barbara. Hello. And with Tiago. Hello. Nice to see you again. Thank nice you. Nice to see you too. How have you been? <laughs> Great. Um, very excited about the topics today. Yeah. 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 Yeah, same for me. I've been doing good. Yeah. yeah. Still enjoying the long, long winter. Yeah, I like on my way here today, I literally was listening to rain sounds because I'm like, I'm missing the rain. <laughs> oh, really? That yeah. bad? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think it's winter. It's just like feeling that the city is on the water, really like, yeah, it's so much water. <laughs> it's crazy, but it's good. You know, it's time for spring. And the oh sun God. is coming you, out. You're really optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we just had a, a good old minus 12 and a good old slash on the road. And yeah. and now it's all melted and now it's going to get cold again. So I'm excited. I feel like it's been so hot today. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Compared yeah. to mm-hmm. the previous week. Yeah, definitely. I'm sweating so much. Lovely. That's what we like to hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Barbara, you will open the show with a topic of your choice today. Yes. So I will be talking about the movie Jennifer's Body and how it went from being a flop movie to being a cult feminist movie nowadays. Okay. Yeah. So um, yeah. So this movie was aired in two thousand and nine. It was made by um Karen Kasama and it was written by Diablo Cody so two women and it's a movie basically made by women for women with women in it uh we can find staring in it um Megan Fox Amanda Seyfried and then a couple of men but if you have seen the movie or if you want to see it spoiler alert uh they all die so all the men just die in this movie Uh, which I think is quite fun. And so basically what the movie is about is we found ourselves in this little town in Minnesota in the United States. Uh, it's called Devil's Kettle. And there we can find Megan Fox as Jennifer Check, being like this very popular girl. She's a cheerleader. I mean, not really a cheerleader. And she like just does this thing with this long stick. I don't remember, like flag thing you know what it is yeah I see what you mean yeah uh, so she's very popular she's beautiful and everything and she has her best friend Needy who's there as well and it's basically a movie about their friendship but oh oh suddenly what happens men happen and there's this uh, great indie rock upcoming group Uh, that comes to the city to play and there's a fire that they create and they will lure Jennifer into the woods, into their van and just do a satanic ritual on her and she'll turn into this vengeful man-eating demon. Okay, Um, so did the ritual go wrong or was it the purpose of the ritual? It's the ritual that went wrong because (laughs) she wanted to save herself from being raped so she was like, guys, I'm a virgin, please don't do this to me, find somebody who knows how to do this kind of thing. And they were like, well, virgin, jackpot, that's what we need. Mm. So that's why they did the ritual on her, because they thought she was a virgin, did not work, so she turned against them. Mm. But what I think is very funny in this movie is how throughout the whole movie, we see Jennifer Check as being 
the villain of the story, but she's just the ultimate victim, I think. Uh, and there's a fun reason uh, that I found when I was looking through the movie, because it is my favorite movie, I think, of all time. It's that when it aired in 2009, uh, the movie was so poorly commercialized that the right audience for it was not targeted. They were targeted men because Megan Fox had yeah. just uh, was just staring in like the Transformers movie. She's this kind of actress that we put as like trophy wife or mm -hmm. the beautiful girl that's kind of dumb, but hot she's really show. hot. Mm. Exactly. So the people seeing in charge of the commercialization of the movie, seeing Megan Fox, they're like, well, we know what to do and we know who to aim for. So they made those really cliche uh, posters with very, um, let's say, odd uh, affirmations on the posters and everything, um, thinking that the target audience was going to be uh, young men, 20-year-olds, uh, and, like, adolescent men. When, when they went to the cinema to see it and they just found Jennifer... Uh, check so Megan Fox as being this not so sexy but bloody demon with teeth eating men alive and every man was dying and it's just like a girl's movie basically they were very disappointed to like anybody's surprise I would say so it took about a decade for the movie to find its right audience when people were just watching it out of curiosity. And then more women and feminist people started to see it and they were like, this is so much more than just a movie about like Demon. It's not just a classic horror movie, but it's about so many things. And something that is super interesting as well is that this movie just didn't come up out of thin air. It's inspired by an actual murder that has happened in the United States in the 1990s. Uh, it is the case of Elise Poller. And so she was this 15-year-old um, girl who had some friends and they lured her into the woods and they just killed her, raped her alive and dead. And they said that they did that because they wanted to get famous, they wanted to get inspired for their music because they were in a band and they just killed the girl. And at some point, one of the guys who participated in the murder found Jesus. And he was like, maybe I should confess and mm. tell where the girl's body is laying. So she stayed about a year hidden in the woods, her body being like getting rotten and everything. Yeah. And some of the guys were just coming back for more, if you know what I mean, during <sighs> those times. That's disgusting. Yeah. So this movie, I think, is so important for so many reasons. Because mm. it's coming back, like, it's taking some inspiration from a murder case that happened. And, like, violence against women is a real thing. If we look at some statistics, um, uh, one in six women uh, will will probably most definitely get raped or sexually assaulted before they turn the age of 17. That is just a fact that I picked up from a book that uh, we can mention when we release, uh, release this podcast. Um, or yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, on average, there is 84% of women who will experience some kind of street harassment uh, coming from men. And yeah, the classic catcalling, isn't the, it? The mm -hmm. classic catcalling as well. And it's just been shown that 
women have more chances to die from diseases like cancer, malaria, traffic accidents, uh, and yeah, I think a lot of things like that. I don't remember exactly what were the others, as well as war uh, and like pro violent protests and everything. They have less chances of dying from these causes than they have to be maimed or hurt by mm -hmm. men. So I think it's really important to see the dangerosity of men and the importance in that movie. Okay. So, yeah, that movie for me is just really important and truly a classic because, sure, it's a great, I think, horror movie to start with. So if you, don't, if you just want to see it as a horror movie and just read yourself of all the hidden meanings and reading in between the lines, have at it. You're going to enjoy it as well. But if you also just want to, like, have an opening eyes-opening moment, you will get that in that movie as well, which I think is quite amazing. And also, if you want to find something, I think, that is quite, like, philosophical and, uh, like, that will make your mind think a little bit, you can also find it there as well, uh, considering that if we take the um, concept that Freud uh, put up of the Madonna whore concept... I feel like we can find this in this movie as well, exactly with Jennifer, as she will present herself as this very... Um, strong, independent woman. Yeah, strong. Who don't have really, sorry to say, who give a shit about what people think. <laughs> yeah. And because she don't really care about what people think, she will really call a horror because yeah. that is what um, men always do when she saw a woman is... Um, comfortable with her sexuality and because that's what she caught he or the man called the woman always whore because it's downgrading you now a downgrade yeah. of her sexuality so I think um, what he says really good to mm -hmm. represent for us this woman who is very independent and I like I watched the movie too many times yes, so as you uh, should. <laughs> uh, and I honestly I didn't saw I think maybe I was very too young I think I was 16 when I saw mm -hmm. the first movie uh, the first time the movie I don't saw it as, as a feminism it, it's one of my one of my favorite horror movie too and I think even the supernatural It's a great genre to um, representing real life fear or real life mm. crimes yeah. into our audience who are not really confronting, you know, because it can be very trigger or very hard for people who go through the stuff and you came yes. and check about rape. Um, and Jennifer's body, it's like for me a reference of uh, Nighting's classic TV show, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, yeah. who is the, for me, the feminist icon of all the time and it's so crazy to see how this show was concepting to see okay we want to talk about this fear um, in the perspective of a young woman and I don't know she was actually concepting by this classic cliche of horror movie the blonde girl who died and so she's now the blonde girl who's chasing the monster and kill them Mm -hmm. And I think this is what Jennifer Spaddy too doing. She's chasing after the the man. But if we say the classics, the scary movie is always the the man is chasing after the woman. And so they switch. And maybe that's it's really uncomfortable for a lot of people. Yeah. And I think something that is also really interesting is that you brought the best friend, the blonde girl, Needy. She's there as well. And throughout the movie, most of the time, she's going to as well just hunt for Jennifer. She's going to try to understand what's going on. She's not going to be helping her. She's going to try to stop her. But the moment 
that she gets bitten by Jennifer. In this moment, Jennifer transfers her power mm. into her best friend yes. Needy. And this moment is kind of eye-opening for Needy. And she's like kind of realizing what has happened. And now her mission is not to just kill Jennifer, is to get revenge. And she's going to hunt the men mm. who did this yes. to Jennifer and she's going to kill them. Yes. And she's just not going to stop, which I think is like I think the movie was really helped by the movement Me Too because it's only when Needy realized what had happened to Jennifer and was able to understand and to listen that she was like, Okay, then I'm with you because before mm -hmm. that it was really, really difficult for her to just do that and just to trust. Yeah. And to support. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think we have to see that especially in Hollywood you are when you're a young woman or a woman in general it's really hard for you to get a box office hit because it's still be this thinking women cannot do a great movie and that's why lots of women go to art house for me it's art house one of the more and more i understand the mainstream mainstream more and more i want to be much more in art house because art house have the space to where it's not really genders a thing you know And the mainstream still this imagine oh a woman who do a um, a movie it's not good or and we have a really great script writers great directors and I think it's because um, I don't know maybe it's feel very dangerous had the kind of sense of danger or when a woman started to have be successful so mm. I mean as a man you know it's a political it's every every time where there is this man dominated stadium and a woman is calm and she has a potential to be, to be um, successful it's always they try to sabotage them so yeah. I think the move the reason why the movie it's not even the, the, the movie Jennifer Spade is one of the great example especially when they have a feminist or contact the, how there are be sabotage yeah but definitely they were being sabotaged against because uh, that commercializing team that was making those to have the movie be out there and be recognized and making people to want to see it they were exchanging emails with uh like the director of the movie and the people who made this movie and when they saw megan fox they literally sent emails just apparently uh that's what has been reported by the director just writing need more boobs and boobs written b-e-w-b-s mm. uh, just because Megan Fox was there and well we know Megan Fox and that's what people want to see from her so why would we need anything else and the director would just be like this movie is not quite about that uh, so I'm not sure but they yeah. were like well Megan Fox is hot so this is what we're gonna need from her and then the one of the quotes on the posters were she's got a taste for bad boys mm. Quite literally, she kind of does, but that's not where the movie's that's heading. That's not a point. Yeah. yeah, because if you look at some posters from Jennifer's Body, I'm sorry, but it really looks like a poster for a porno film. So. Yes, but it's always the same like when an actress is going to an interview. There's one question she always gets asked. Uh, what kind of diet do you have? Oh, or you dress and... If I will be a woman and, and, and I will work in a very, we know, I like, um, I just experienced uh, some of the uh, going to set and experience the acting world. It's really hard. You really, I mean, I, the longest shoot that I had was maybe three hours. I imagine doing this 12 hours. So it's really hard work. And you go to an interview promoting your movie. And the first question you get is, what kind of diet do you have? What yeah. kind of dress do you wear? And the and and your Colleen gets all the good question. How do you do to prepare the uh, the role and every stuff? And it's so 
this thinking that women are just their second game, you know. Yeah, but that's mostly, and that's what the movie also stands for. It's standing there to see to say that women are hated by society. We are not liked. Uh, we're just placeholders. We're here to kind of be pretty agree with what people are saying. If we don't agree, we just have to kind of shut up. Yes. You know, and that's about it. And any woman that makes too much sound has to be shut off. Be shut know? up. It's too emotional. Be, be too. Yeah. And uh, that's why many people ask why don't need feminism. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> I think yeah. But one of the greatest movies of women are with a feminist message. That's the fact. Well, I don't know about that, but anyway, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll be just the devil's advocate here. Um, I mean, you know. It's, it's all down to money at the end of the day. A director has some ideas, but uh, the director doesn't have the final word all the time, right? There's a whole yeah. team that's working uh, there and then, and they want to have a certain amount of audience in a cinema. They want to make money. You know, the question could be, uh, could the director have been more decisive? Could they have picked another actress instead of Megan Fox? You know, mm -hmm. would the movie have had as much marketing if she was not in there? You know, would people yeah. have been interested in seeing it? Yeah, but so. I think it was also like an interesting, like a willful decision to choose Megan Fox mm. because of how she is represented in the media and who she, like this persona that she has around, gravitating around her. I feel like that's why they chose her because it was not just putting on castings they were like we want you Megan Fox yeah so it and was a tough decision that they suffered from but it was yeah also you have to think uh, slasher movies scary movies horror movies it's it's all uh, a genre and women are always a certain you know a certain look a certain type mm -hmm. in those movies so you also have to respect kind of the role of the horror movies right by having like the pretty girl usually the the simple dumb pretty girl yeah. uh, it's and it's the same for the males i mean there's always like you know the, the popular one and then yeah. the, the stupid one and then yeah you know it's just like a like a, like a weird game being played uh, that's the reason why i like the scream movies uh, franchises <laughs> because they're really paradise that and there's this scene where the the a protagonist the final girl mm -hmm. sydney prescott uh, she will ask do you saw a scary movie and she said, no, I don't look this dumb thing. I mean, it's always the same. A bad mm. acting girl running up to the stairs and not to the front door and then she's be haunting by the killer and what she do is the first? She tried to escape through the door. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you're right, it's always about the rules, you know, but... Um, someone maybe that's that's a that's a great thing people try to break in the rules and make new rules mm. mm -hmm. yeah all, all right all right <laughs>